Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Lupus Ontario podcast. I am Brent Leonard. As we continue the conversation about what student life is like with lupus, we really dive into things in this episode with Megan Wynn. Megan is a recent graduate of the University of Ottawa's BCom program, and we talk about everything from just the incredibly unfortunate timing of her diagnosis to what goes into considering taking time away from school in order to focus on your health through to sports, residence life, social life, personal growth, just everything that a student can go through before and during their university career. I found this to be just an incredible conversation full of insights and advice that is applicable really not just to students or those with lupus, but really to everyone. I genuinely believe you will feel the same. And so here is my conversation with Megan Wynn. Hello and welcome to the Lupus Ontario podcast. This is our second episode on the impact of lupus on student life and really how people in school or who are going to school can manage lupus in order to be successful. We have an extra special guest for you today. Megan Wynn is joining us and sharing her rather unique experience with us, taking us through not just what it was like to be diagnosed with lupus, but also the huge impact that diagnosis had in her decision to attend university, coming at one of the most crucial moments in a student's life. Without any further ado or potential spoilers on my part, Megan, welcome to the Lupus Ontario podcast. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm really happy to be here. Let's start first with a little bit of background. Even though we're going to back up the clock in just a moment and go through your school journey, why not tell us first what school you went to, what you majored in, and when you graduated? Yeah, so I went to the University of Ottawa. I majored in commerce, um, and you kind of specialize in your third year, so I specialized in marketing. And I actually just graduated in at the beginning of the summer, um, so it took me about four and a half years to graduate all in, but yeah. Perfect. Congratulations on graduation. Thank you. <laughs> so it was so exciting. I was like, Oh, anyway, it's, it was a long time coming. So I'm, I'm so glad that I'm finally, finally done. Absolutely. It's a, it's a burden off. And now you go into a whole other realm of, of burden and stress and growth uh, with yeah. careers, but congratulations. Thank you. Perfect. Okay. So now let's go back in time. And can you tell us when you were first diagnosed with lupus, what the lead up to the diagnosis was like for you and maybe even your family? in terms of symptoms and daily life, and really take us through the impact that the diagnosis had on you and your academic career. Yeah, so I was 17 years old when I officially got diagnosed with lupus. It's kind of a strange story. So I, it really, it came on really quick for me. I kind of just woke up one day and I had these symptoms, but at the time I was an athlete and I was still playing sports. And so I, I just thought, and by symptoms, I mean, I had a lot of joint pain and fatigue. And one day I woke up and I was just so, so sore. And I just thought, okay, well, maybe I've just overexerted myself in sports. Maybe I just need to take a break, but I didn't think it was anything too serious. So I kind of just continued to live my life. And this was the summer between grade 12 and then my first year of university. So 
it was pretty close to the point where I was going to be moving to Ottawa. So this was kind of beginning of August time. And I was supposed to be moving to Ottawa in September. The symptoms started to get worse, obviously, as days went on to the point where I was, I was struggling to get out of bed without help. I was just so sore and inflamed and I would get, I would sleep eight, nine hours a day and I was still exhausted. It just felt like no matter how much I slept, I could not feel well rested. Um, so they started to get worse. And at this point I was seeing doctors and kind of going to walk-in clinics, seeing my family doctor and the consensus was just, maybe it's mono, maybe it's a virus that's going around. Nobody really thought it was anything serious at first. And so I kind of waited things out another week and it just continued to get progressively get way worse. And at this point, it was about two weeks before I was supposed to move. So the stress was definitely there of what is, one, what is happening? And two, is this going to be figured out before I go to school? Because it's been a slow process so far. I really, really wanted to go to school still. I was very persistent on, I'm just going to go. It's going to be fine. I don't think it's anything serious. And my mom was very worried and she, she wasn't, she's not the type to tell me what to do or can try and convince me to do something, but she was definitely worried. And I could tell she kept making comments, you know, like maybe we should just slow things down a bit and, you know, maybe you should defer. And I was so persistent on not being set back. I really didn't want to take the year off. I really wanted to just go to school and, and start as early as I could. Anyway, so those two weeks, we didn't really get any more answers. The symptoms still continued to get worse, but I decided I was still going to go. So I went off to school. I moved to Ottawa at the beginning of September. Um, and I actually had to come home that first weekend kind of after being there because I had some doctor's appointments to follow up on and we were looking into some, some stuff and I did have some blood work, like a full panel scheduled. Anyway, so I came home, I got that blood work done and I went right back to school, but my symptoms were still pretty bad. And looking back on it, I can't believe I did that. But in the moment, I felt like I didn't want to be slowed down by anything. I just wanted to power through. Anyway, so basically I went back to school for those three weeks about till Thanksgiving. And when I came home for Thanksgiving, I met with my rheumatologist at the time. And basically he said, okay, so your blood work has shown that you, you have something called lupus, but he said, the good news is, is we think it's just kind of temporary in the sense that it's been induced by a drug that you, that you're taking. I was taking a medication at the time. And he said, once you stop taking that medication and you start taking the prednisone, you know, your symptoms should go away and it shouldn't be a problem anymore. And so of course it was like a shock. I didn't think it was anything autoimmune. I didn't think, I didn't even know what lupus was at the time, of course. And it was a huge shock to me, but at the same time, I was like, this is great news because it's going to go away. You know, this is no, I didn't think it was that serious at the time. And I thought it's okay. It's going to go away. So anyway, I went back to school after finding out that news a few days later and the symptoms, like I was doing everything the doctor told me to do. And the symptoms just continued to get worse and worse and worse. 
the, the joint pain. And I was in so much pain that at this point it was starting to affect my studies, my mental health. It was, I was already kind of dealing with the adjustment of being at school and being in a new environment and moving from Toronto to Ottawa. It's a pretty big move. And then having this on top of it, I was definitely struggling. And so when I, I came home for Thanksgiving, I saw my doctor again and I basically was just like, I'm not feeling any better and I'm doing everything that you have told me and I'm taking my medication, I'm taking the prednisone. And so the further we kind of investigated and, and when I got my blood work back from Thanksgiving time, my markers had actually gotten worse, my lupus markers. Um, and so that was kind of when, you know, the, the diagnosis, the full diagnosis was made, you know, this isn't going away. You actually have SLE and this is worse than we thought. And so of course that was really scary for me at the time. And like I said, I didn't know what lupus was. I really just knew the basics. Um, and little did I know at the time that actually a few members in my on my mom's side of the family did have lupus. So my aunt has it and, and my grandma on that side as well. But I just, I didn't know that. I, I really didn't know anything about it at the time. Anyway, after that diagnosis, I, it was quite a, a big shock to me, but I still was persistent on going back to school and doing it. And of course that really freaked my mom out, um, well, my parents in general, but I went back and I really, really tried to push through for those next two weeks. Cause two weeks from Thanksgiving at that point, I was coming home for reading week. Um, they kind of have them at Ottawa. They have them pretty close to each other. So I tried to push through for those two weeks, but I was just really, really struggling mentally. And also my studies were really struggling. Uh, like my grades were dropping. It was just not a good situation. So anyway, I came home for reading week and I was just like, I cannot do this anymore. Like I have fully exerted myself to the point where I'm not doing well in school. I'm physically unwell. Like my symptoms have not gotten any better. I was so sore that I couldn't even to go on walks. Like it was hard for me to walk to class some days. And then my mental health, of course, was affected by the grades plus the physical, you know, pain that I was feeling. So that was kind of when I made the decision to, to call it quits and come home, which was huge for me because I had been so persistent on pushing, pushing through it, pushing through it. I didn't want to be held back a year. That was like the one thing I'll get through it. It's okay. Like the symptoms will subdue eventually. And I really wasn't giving myself the space to heal because I was pushing myself so much. So yeah, that's kind of the diagnosis story. It's, it, it's unique in the sense that I got diagnosed really quickly, which is rare in terms of lupus. Um, but the timing was just terrible. <laughs> Couldn't come at a worse time really in terms of you're about to get started in university, which on its own can be exciting and nerve wracking all at the same time for a whole host of reasons. And now suddenly, while well, you start maybe not quite knowing what's going on and then you get the diagnosis and just adds an entire other level of, of complication. Revisiting for a moment, the decision to take a year off. I know there's a lot that goes into play to make such, such a decision, even without lupus in being in the picture. On my part, I took a year off. It was actually maybe half a year off before actually going to the University of Ottawa myself. <laughs> and I took my year off. It wasn't really the same as you. I, I didn't have as such a outstanding circumstance as you had. 
but I took a year off because, you know, I was touring university campuses and I, I thought I knew where I wanted to go and exactly what I wanted to study. And then I had visited this campus that I thought was going to be the place I was going to. And it turned out that I just didn't feel the fit with it. And so rather than going somewhere where I already knew I didn't really want to go, I took the time off. And I know that's not related to your story at all, but I bring this up only in terms of making that decision is not easy and what you do with the time off can really matter. So for me, I got a full-time job, I started working, I saved money, I looked at other programs and schools where I wanted to go, which I can imagine is completely different than what you were doing with your time off. So if you can maybe spend a few moments touching on what that year was like for you, not just dealing with lupus and trying to get it under control, but if you can speak to how that impacted friendships or just your own resolve to go to school and achieve the program that you wanted to achieve and so on, if you could kind of touch on what that was like, I think that would be fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So, well, first of all, the decision's tough for anybody. Like, yeah, your situation was different, but it's still one of those things where I feel like we're so accustomed to pushing ourselves so hard. Everybody just with everyone comparing ourselves to each other all the time and just everything in terms of that, it's, it's hard to just be like, maybe this isn't right. Maybe it's time to slow down for anybody that's difficult. And the decision's hard for anybody, no matter the circumstance, but it's funny how you say, well, maybe it was different. Your year off was different for you because I was working and doing, doing this stuff. And maybe it was different for you. Mine was actually pretty similar. Um, okay. yeah. I, I came home and for that first month, I was definitely in shock, I guess you can say in the sense that I was just like, what just happened? Like, I thought my year was going to look a certain way and it's just looked completely different. And that really freaked me out. And then on top of that, I still hadn't really processed the fact that I had lupus because I had these symptoms, but I looked completely normal. And a lot of people obviously who have lupus experience that where they don't physically look ill. And so I felt like it almost wasn't real. So that year was definitely tough. And that first month was the toughest for sure. Um, I didn't really do much. I was pretty isolating. I didn't even really want to like hang out with my friends because I was just like, well, now I'm back. You know, like I said, this, this huge goodbye to all my friends. And then it was like, oh, I'm, ba I'm back again a month later. And it just felt odd for me right. and it shouldn't have, but it did. So then that basically after that month ended, I got a job and I really, really threw myself into my job. So I was working retail, but I was just like, I wanted the maximum number of hours I could and I wanted to be distracting myself 24 seven. And when I look back on that, I'm like, that was definitely me avoiding, avoiding processing the diagnosis. I was definitely in the avoidance stage of things because I just like wanted to be busy 24 seven. So I didn't have to think about it. I didn't have to be like, what's next. You know, I didn't have to learn about it. I didn't have to decide. I didn't have to make a lifestyle change because for me, I didn't want to do that. I was always athletic and I could always do whatever I, I wanted. And I didn't want to change that. So I worked a lot that year off. It was definitely a year of like discovering who I was as a person and how I coped with difficulty. And it was good looking back on it now, but at the time I had felt like just my world had like crumbled down. 
because it was just so such a drastic change. I also started to see as that year went on a lot of changes in my body. I was on prednisone. So obviously there's so many awful side effects with prednisone. And I started to really kind of see those come in. And that was really hard on me to just feel like I didn't have control of my body at all. It was definitely a really difficult thing. On the positive note for that year though, is I found an amazing rheumatologist. So my friend's mom's a nurse. And so she referred me to this awesome rheumatologist and I still see him today. And he's just been such a huge, huge help for me. I found him early in my journey, which I feel very lucky for that. And on that same note, things started to get under control. My symptoms did start to subdue, like the joint pain started to go away. The fatigue started to minimize a little bit. And on top of that, I actually got put on Benlista, um, which at the time was, it had just come out of its like clinical trial phase. So it was extremely new. Um, and I felt really lucky to have the opportunity to go on that drug because it was really the first drug that was dedicated to lupus. I was just really lucky that I had the opportunity to go on that because it really, really helped with my symptoms and it's really worked for me. And I'm actually still on it today, which is great. But so there was definitely a lot of positives to that year, but when I look back on it, it was really hard. And a lot of the year was spent avoiding the diagnosis and just pretending like it didn't exist. And it definitely got to the point where I could do that. But then when I started seeing changes in my body and my energy levels, it, I was just like, I can't hide from it anymore. It, you know, it's time to wake up and process this. But yeah, it, it was a year of mental strength, um, a year of growth, and definitely a year of just figuring out my lupus. And when I look back on it, I'm really, really glad it happened. But at the time, it was just like, I didn't know how I was going to get through it. You raised a really interesting point, too. And I think it's one that a lot of people probably struggle with, whether it's with lupus or other chronic illnesses. On the outside, for a lot of people, you can look completely fine, especially if you don't have the lupus rash or what have you. And it can go for any illness where outside you look like you did yesterday or pre-diagnosis. Mm -hmm. Inside, completely different story. And that can be really difficult to reconcile internally between what you were like pre-illness to what you are now. And in order to get to that point, did you, did you just kind of have to have that moment where you were like, okay, you know what? I recognize this is what it is now. Uh, and, and that's what happened really during the year off. Even, even if you were trying to distract yourself, you got to that point. Is mm -hmm. that kind of one of the yeah. largest things you got from the year off? Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I could still argue that even now I'm not fully there. Like, I think that there's still some times where I'm like, oh yeah, I can work full time and I can play sports and I can eat not very well for a week and I can not work out and I can whatever, whatever. And then I'm like, well, you know, that's not good for my health, but sometimes I feel like I still put it on the back burner. And I think sometimes I still don't realize how certain things affect my symptoms. But I think that by the end of that year off, I got a lot, there was a lot of progress in terms of processing it and getting to a point where I was okay with it. Like at first it was, 
avoidance. And then when it hit me, it hit me hard. And then eventually it was like, I'm okay with this, you know, by the end of the year. And by the time summer hit that following year, I was like, I'm okay with this. Things have started to get under control and I can do this. Like I can have lupus and I can still live my life and I can still do things, the things that I want to do, but that would not have happened in my opinion, if I didn't take that year off, because I think that if I had continued to just exert myself, I think I would have crashed and burned. Yeah, I definitely, that year off definitely helped me get there, I think. And it's important to take that time and get to that place because once you're at that place and you can make that, not necessarily truce, but have that understanding perhaps that you know things are maybe going to be at least a little different, it really helps you to be able to move forward you know, have a more positive perspective on things, even if you're going to have some days that are going to be difficult, you know, Mm -hmm. that you can get through it. You've gotten through a lot already. And so you can, you can continue to power through and not keep your life on pause anymore. If we're kind of now stepping to the point where we've, we've gotten to the year off. Now you're about ready to go back to school. What was that like? What was that transition like? And how did you find uh, that you were able to cope with that and, and actually get back to what you wanted to be at? That's a good question. So, I mean, that I was definitely terrified. Don't get me wrong. Like, I think I would be lying if I didn't say I was really, really scared to go back to school because I was just, it was just reopening old wounds, I guess you could say. And I was so, so scared. And I was just worried, like, what if, you know, what if I go back and the same thing happens? Like, what if I just can't handle it? What if it's too much for me? But what the year off really did was it also really made me excited to go back because I think before it had felt like it was something I needed to do. Like, okay, well now I've graduated high school. So now I just need to go off to university or college and I need to go back, like go to post-secondary and I need to do this and that. And then I get a job and, you know, it's the cycle of life, let's just say. (laughs) And I think that that year off really showed me that you can take a break and that it actually, sometimes it makes things more exciting because by the time that August of that next year hit, I was so ready to go back to school. I could not wait. Yeah. I was terrified at the same time, but I think a lot of the, the worries had subdued and I had realized like, I'm so excited to go back to school. I'm so ready. This year off has made me realize what I wanted to study because I actually, when I first went to school, I wasn't studying business or commerce. I was going into criminology and the year off made me realize that it wasn't really what I wanted to do. So when I went back or when it was almost time to go back, I was like, this is, I know now this is what I actually want to do. I do want to go into business and specifically marketing. I knew that at that point, but that year off definitely taught me that as well. But yeah, going back to school was not the easiest thing for me, like I said, because it was really scary, the thought of the same thing happening again, but it was amazing. And I had, it was, I'm so glad I had the opportunity to go back and that I was stable enough at that point. I still obviously had some bad days, but I felt like I was healthy enough that I could take on school and my illness at the same time which was good. And of course there was days when I was in school that the illness was bad and my symptoms were bad. And there was days where I didn't go to class because I I felt sicker than I usually had or previously had that week, but it was still worth it to me to, to just push through it sometimes. 
in a way that was healthy, not overexerting myself, but it was all worth it because I had such a great experience and I was just so grateful at that point that I was able to go back. So when you went back, did you move into residence or were you off campus at that time? Yeah. So when I went back, I moved into residence. I was like in an apartment style residence. So I had my own space, which was really important to me, but I didn't want to like taking the year off. I did know people that were moving into houses in second year and people that I had met in those first few weeks that I was there that previous year, but I really did not want to miss the residence experience, they say. Um, So I did end up living in residence, but like I said, I had my own space and I had my own kitchen. So that made things much easier for me because I felt like I was still able to, I could still cook my own meals and, and stuff. And I did cook a lot of my own meals which was important to me and just having kind of my own room and space where I could get away and the time, like the times that I wasn't feeling good and I could just be on my own. That was really helpful for me. Definitely. And and having that space where you can prepare your own meals, it gives you a lot more control uh, mm-hmm. over everything really, especially when it comes to your health, you know, what maybe does and doesn't work in terms of nutrition for you. So if you have that ability to prepare your own meals and really put the effort into it, then that can help a lot. Probably goes for people without uh, an illness as well. If you have, yeah, kitchen, uh, you know, take advantage if you can. Oh my gosh, yeah. Um, you, yeah. I will say the the cafeteria experience is fun for a few weeks, and then you're like, wow, I really just want a home cooked meal. Yeah, that's the, the one uh, thing. The freshman fifteen is real. Yeah, it is real. <laughs> Uh, being in residence and, and taking classes now, uh, you're getting to know people. Were you able to also take advantage of having a proper social life as a student and, and you know, going out with friends, meeting friends, doing things like that? Or, or did you find that also a little challenging sometimes as well? Yeah, so I did feel like I was still able to have a pretty decent social life. There was definitely times where I would have to say no to doing things because I just was not feeling well. And I think like if I could give one piece of advice to students that are are going to university or college and with, with any sort of chronic illness or anything like that, just the idea that I always felt like I had to explain myself to people in the sense of like, if I had to say no to going out for dinner or no to going out that night, I always felt bad. And I always felt like I was the one in the wrong. And I always felt like I had to be explained like, oh, I'm just not feeling well because of my lupus and I'm just not. And, you know, this week my joint pain's really bad and stuff. And I always felt the need to explain myself. And over the years, you know, being in university and having really good and supportive friends, I learned like, I don't need to explain myself if I'm not feeling good. I don't even need to tell them why I'm not feeling good. And you're allowed to take things at your own pace and you don't need to explain to somebody, you know, why you don't want to go out that night. And so for me, there were a lot of times where I said no, and I did feel bad about it. And I shouldn't have, because I just wasn't feeling good that night. And maybe some nights I wanted to stay in and watch a movie instead of going out for dinner with friends or going and getting a few drinks. And it was just do what feels good in that moment for your body and your health, because it's definitely something you have to prioritize and you can have a social life and also take care of yourself and and be healthy. And so that's definitely 
something that I wish I knew at that point in my journey and like in my first and second years of university. It's good advice because if you're kind of in the opposite situation and you're somebody who you're a student, you don't have an illness. If you're not feeling like going out, you just say, you know what, I'm not feeling it tonight. Whereas mm-hmm. if you're somebody who has an illness of, of some sort, sometimes you feel like you have to say, I'm not feeling well because, mm-hmm. and you don't have to take that step. And a lot of other people not in your shoes who don't have an illness wouldn't say, I'm not feeling it because. Um, so exactly. I think that's, that's an important takeaway. And I think it's, it's something that is hard for people because you do want to participate. You want to be there, especially in university. You don't want to miss out on anything. There's a bit of fear of missing out going on. Uh, so I feel like there is a lot more pressure sometimes in order to come up with that reason, even though you don't have to. So I, I feel exactly. like that's an important point. Exactly. And I mean, the going back to school thing, like I felt like I was really lucky in the sense that over my four years, or four and a half, I guess I actually took four and a half years to graduate. So over my four and a half years, I was pretty stable. And I felt like I really only went through three or four major kind of flare up periods, which I would consider to be pretty good because, you know, I was under stress with school, like stress is a trigger and school does sometimes, obviously, well, a lot of the time makes you really stressed. And so the big thing was just learning how to control your stress. And for me, I was able to do that by taking things at my own pace is one thing. So in my first year, I took four classes instead of five both semesters because I just didn't know how I was going to handle the pressure and the illness at the same time. And so it was really good for me to be able to take a little bit of a lighter load and also have the time to manage my lupus and take care of it and reduce my stress levels. And so for me, that was a really good decision. And I did the next year end up taking five classes because I felt like I could handle it. But there were three or four semesters, I think in my degree where I took four instead of five classes because the classes were maybe harder or I just, I had another commitment on the side and I knew I wouldn't have enough time to do it all. So just like another piece of advice is just to take things at your own pace because if I had told myself that four and a half years, five years ago, I would have been like, you don't need to take things at your own pace because I was so hard on myself and tried to push myself way too hard, but you do. And especially if you have lupus or any chronic illness, it's something that's really, really important. And just making sure that you give yourself the space to balance your lupus and school is really important. And I learned that over the four years, because I definitely didn't go into school with that mindset, but it's okay to take a step back from things. And now that's something that is applicable to my everyday life, not even just school. Exactly. And it's it's funny how when you're young and perhaps healthy, people tell you to take it slow, take things at your own pace, what have you, you just kind of shrug it off. It doesn't really ring home until it needs to ring home kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then when it does, it makes complete sense and you know what to do. So it's it's fascinating how that dynamic can change as time changes as well. When exactly. you had your, your flare-ups in school, did you have any occasion to reach out to uh, school resources at all or not so much on your part? 
Yeah, no, that's a really good question. So I, there were a few times for sure where I asked for help and I have always been the kind of person that doesn't, does not want to ask for help. So there were a few times like in my third year of university, I think I was going through a really bad flare up and I was having a lot of stomach problems and just a lot of different symptoms and my joint pain had come back. I was just really inflamed. And I remember I had a midterm that week and I just could not get myself to study. I just couldn't focus. I was so, I just felt so terrible and it really kind of reflected on my mental health. And so I I couldn't get myself to focus on studying. And I actually went to one of my teachers and I remember at the time thinking, I can't believe I'm doing this. I'm, I'm going and I'm asking her for help and I'm asking her to let me defer it. And usually you need a medical note for those things. And I still did, don't get me wrong, but I was so nervous to even ask because I just thought, well, what makes me special? What makes me different than anybody else in the class who doesn't want to do this midterm either? And so I ended up going to her and asking, and she was really, really empathetic and awesome. And she she ended up moving my midterm a week later for because I told her I was just sick and I was struggling. And so asking for help, there's nothing wrong with asking for help from people. And even my friends and my family, like my family was far, but I would still ask for help. And it was definitely something that I felt really nervous about doing, but the school does have resources that will help you. And even if you need to see like a social worker or a counselor or anything like that, because it's just mentally a lot for you, the school does have those resources. Um, And I did utilize the counselor a few times. And then also I did, you know, go to my faculty a few times and give them medical notes saying, I'm not well enough to write this. I need this to be deferred. And I definitely learned how to ask for help, which was a big, big thing for me. And now I feel like now that I'm graduated, I still don't feel bad asking people for help because most people want to help you. Like at the end of the day, if they care about you, they want to help you. And schools have resources for a reason and they want people to use them. Yeah. So I did use them a few times, but you know, it's, it's a lot. And I still think that there was still that side of me that was like, don't ask for help and don't slow yourself down. And, but at the end of the day, like if you need help, you need help and there's nothing wrong with asking. It's tough to get to that point to, to let yourself ask for help, but absolutely. If you need help, uh, especially when you're at university, it's there. Um, and these days, it, there are more and more programs for a, a whole range of situations that come up that can be really beneficial. You spoke a little bit at the beginning about the impact lupus had on your enjoyment of sports. <laughs> I was wondering, are, are, have you been able to take up any kind of sports again and get back into it or, or have has life just gone a different way? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I grew up playing competitive soccer. So that was kind of the sport I meant when I was referring to that. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because I really wanted to play soccer for like when I was younger, obviously I really wanted to play soccer forever. And I still love soccer so much. And I still do try to get myself involved in rec leagues. And I did do intramurals in school where I played on soccer, like rec soccer teams with my friends. But it's weird how it was almost a good thing that I ended up quitting soccer when I did, because I basically quit about a year before I got diagnosed with lupus. 
And I think that if I got diagnosed with lupus when I was still fully in soccer, it would have been even harder for me uh, to have to let go of that. And I think it would have been difficult for me to play very competitively with my lupus. I would have struggled. Um, so, but I still do get involved in soccer when I can. And I also just really enjoy to be like being active. So I work out quite a bit. I'm actually part of kind of like a workout group. And so I still like to do that. But like I said, when I feel sore, I just don't do it. I just step back and say, okay, maybe not today, but I still like to try and enjoy it as much as I can for sure. So now we've kind of come full circle. We've gone through the full (laughs) gambit of experiences. So if you were to compare your university experience to kind of how life is like now, do you have any notes on that? Have, has thing, have things gotten better for you now? Symptoms more under control, easier to manage now that you have some time uh, dealing with them uh, and yeah. transitioning into your career? Yeah. So I, I don't want to say the symptoms have gotten any better than they had been when I was in university. I just think that I've gotten better at dealing with them. Right. And so maybe they feel like they've gotten better. And so when I graduated, I started basically working full-time immediately um, because I kind of worked part-time through school at the place that I work now. So it wasn't a huge transition to me because I I had worked at that place for a while already. But the stuff I learned in university of taking things at your own pace, asking for help, those things are still applicable in my everyday life. I still ask for help at my job. If I'm not feeling well, I take the day off. Uh, I still take things at my own pace. I don't take on more than I can handle. And I listen to my body a lot more than I used to. And that's been huge for me. But yeah, I think that university taught me how to kind of manage my symptoms when I'm really stressed. And a few ways that I, I kind of do that is I like to do yoga. I like to I like to meditate when I can. And just if I'm really overwhelmed, I just sit and have a tea and just breathe because it's not good for anybody when you get too overwhelmed with work or school or whatever. But a lot of those coping habits, I guess, or ways of kind of coping with stress translate into my life now. And you kind of develop those as you go through school. It's not easy at first, but you learn what works for you. So school, me going to school definitely helped prepare me better for my life now. Um, and especially in terms of managing my symptoms, I've definitely had new symptoms come up since I graduated, but I feel like I'm more equipped to handle them and manage them and figure out a solution for them than I was even just two years ago. So normally I would pose a final question. Um, (laughs) and that question would be, if you have any tips for people, what would it be? But this entire conversation has been really illuminating and full of advice and insights and tips for people, whether they're students or having graduated already and dealing with lupus for years. So perhaps before we say goodbye, I'll just turn it over to you if you have any last thoughts on anything, whether it be the benefit of taking a year off or anything of that nature, please feel free. Yeah. Yeah. I guess my last bit of advice would just be that if something feels off or wrong, then it's, there's probably something wrong about it. And for me, like when I was in that period of 
rush, rush, rush in, in the summer between going, like the first time I went off to university, I knew it was wrong for me to go to school feeling the way I did. But I just ignored that feeling and just went with it. And so I guess my, my bit of advice is just listen to your gut and listen to what you think is right. And I wish that I had just said, you know what, maybe I'll take a year off. Maybe this isn't right. Maybe my gut is telling me this isn't right for a reason. Yeah, that's kind of my last little bit of final advice because I would have avoided a lot of the grief and the anxiety that I had to go through if I had just said, maybe I should slow things down instead of rushing through it. That's excellent advice. And you're right. If it doesn't feel like a fit, no matter what the situation is, maybe that's a bit of a sign to take a step back and reevaluate, look at options, just take a deep breath and see whether or not the path you're going down really is the one that you should take or that you should take now rather than delay. Because a lot of times if you delay, it's not the end of the world. And I know that when we're students and we're just coming out of high school, going into university, taking a year off or even one semester can feel like a lifetime Mm -hmm. and, and feels like so much is ending, but really it can be a situation that opens up so many other doors or even just different or better pathways for you yeah. that maybe you hadn't thought of back at yeah. the day kind of thing. And school is such a different journey for everyone. And I, I learned that also, you know, not everybody goes to school, graduates in four years in the same place they went in their first year. Like people change schools, people change programs, people end up graduating six years later because they've changed programs two times. Like it's not the same journey for everybody. And I, I wish that I just had told myself that four years ago, because I feel like I would have saved myself a lot of the stress of like, I have to graduate in four years and I have to be working by the time I'm this age. And I have to be doing this. Um, because genuinely the school journey is different for everybody and just do what feels right for you. And, and your journey can be different from someone else's. Megan, I have to say this has been a really interesting conversation, and I think there's probably a whole lot more that we can touch on, but for now, we'll leave it there. So thank you so much for joining us and and for sharing your experiences and your insights with us. It's really been remarkable. Yes, thank you so much for having me again. I truly hope you found this conversation to be encouraging and insightful. Stay tuned for future conversations about student life through the month of September. Also, as we move into the month of October, be sure to check out our upcoming series on lupus research and really understanding lupus from a medical perspective. Thank you for listening. We love hearing your comments and suggestions. Please write to us at podcast at lupusontario.org.